Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory. But we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast is sponsored by Hunt Kill. If you've ever watched a true crime documentary and felt like you could have done a better job than the investigators who came before you, Hunt Killer is a subscription service meant for you. Every month, they send you a box of clues for you to solve. When you subscribe to Hunt Killer and use promo code TCNS every month, Hunt Killer will send you a box of clues where you use your actual real-world skills to solve fictional crimes. So use the promo code TCNS that I'm leaving in the description box below to get 20% off your first box of clues when you subscribe to Hunt Killer. And this is the moment where you become the investigator. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast, Cold Case Friday. I'm your host, Lady Elise. Today we're diving into the Santa Rosa Hitchhiker Murders. No one has ever been caught this series of at least seven killings in California. So let us dive in to this cold case. Before we do, we'd like to remind you that you can be a part of the show by sending us a voicemail at 682-305-0483. And of course, you can remain anonymous if you like. And now... The Santa Rosa Hitchhiker Murders In the 1970s, hitchhiking was a common, if risky, way of getting a ride from one part of the U.S. to another. By the end of that decade, residents of the North Bay area of California would grow to develop more fear of stranger danger than most Americans. That's because someone was targeting young women out looking for a ride on the Golden State's highways and murdering them in cold blood. What's more... That person or person has never been caught. Nearly 50 years since the killing spree began, is there really a chance that the FBI could strike Lucky and identify the perpetrator? Today, we'll take a closer look at the case. It's February 4th, 1972, and middle school students Maureen and Louise Sterling and her 13-year-old friend Yvonne Lisa Weber had been visiting their local ice rink. They were last seen at around 9 p.m. hitchhiking home on 
Gurnerville Road, close to Santa Rosa. Both girls disappeared without a trace, and it wasn't until December 28th, the same year that police made a grim discovery. The girls' naked bodies were located down a steep embankment in Franz Valley Road. Their clothes were gone, and only a single earring and a gold cross necklace belonging to Marine were found at the crime scene. The other earring from the pair could not be found, and the bodies were decomposed to the extent that a cause of death could not be determined. No other evidence was forthcoming as to what might have occurred. Meanwhile, on March 4, 1972, 19-year-old college student Kim Wendy Allen had been looking for a ride to school just after 5.20 p.m. when she, too, vanished from alongside a northbound carriage, Highway 101. Her body was found a day later also down an embankment in the bottom of a creek bed. Due to the fact that her remains had been located quickly, investigators were able to deduce the full extent of the horror to which she had been subjected. The victim had been hogtied, raped, and strangled for at least 30 minutes before she succumbed to her injuries and died. When Kim's book was found stuffed in a mailbox 20 days after the murder, it was hoped that two fingerprints left on it might lead police to the killer, or that someone might have seen who deposited it in Kentfield. Unfortunately, neither lead panned out and the case went cold. 13-year-old Lori, Lori Lee Cursa had been shopping in a supermarket with her mother on November 11, 1972, when she chose to run away, as she has done on other occasions. The teenager went to visit friends in Santa Rosa and was last seen sometime on either 20th or 21st of November. On December 14th, 1972, Lori's frozen body was found down an embankment 50 feet off Calistoga Road. The victim had only a single loop of metal on each earlobe, as though someone had taken the rest of the pieces that would make up her earrings. This time, there was another twist in the case. Lori's cause of death was a broken neck, and a witness came forward to tell the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office that he had seen a young woman being led from an apartment building into a van one evening between December 3rd and 9th. He said the van was being driven by a white man with an Afro-style haircut, and two other men were guiding the young woman towards it before it sped off down Calistoga Road. Authorities came to the conclusion that Lori Lee had been kidnapped had leapt from the speeding vehicle in which she was taken in an attempt to escape. Tragically, she had broken her neck in the fall, and her captors left her where she lay to die from exposure as a result of her injuries. It was well into the summer of the following year when 15-year-old Carolyn Nadine Davis ran away from home in Shasta County. She was taken by her grandmother to the post office in Garberville on July 15th. It vanished shortly afterwards and was thought to also have been hitchhiking. Her body, discovered on July 31st, 1973, only three feet away from the dump site of Maureen Sterling and Yvonne Weber's remains. She was also found at what looked like an attempted amateur ear piercing to one of her earlobes. In a departure from other victims, Carolyn had died as a result of striking poisoning, but no further evidence could be gathered. And before we move on, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. You can check out Pondex.com 
Use promo code Larry21 for 10% off your first purchase. The oldest of this hellish roll call of victims, Teresa Diane Smith Walsh from Miranda, was 23 and had plans to hitchhike home from Malibu to spend Christmas with her family in December 1973. She was last seen alive on the 22nd and vanished soon afterwards. Six days later, kayakers in Mark West Creek came across her partially submerged body and alerted authorities. Just like Ken Allen, it was surmised that Teresa had suffered a horrific ordeal before she was murdered. Her killer had hogtied her and created a small noose with the rope that was attached from her ankles to her throat because it was shorter than she was. Teresa had to keep her body flexed if she was able to breathe, something she was eventually unable to do. The young woman had suffered an agonizing period of torture before she was finally strangled. It wasn't until July 2nd 1979, then another body was found that seemed to be connected to this series of killings. The skeleton of a young female was found just 100 yards from where Lori Lee Cursa had been located off Calistoga Road, again in a ravine. Experts estimated that she had been between 16 and 21 years old and was probably killed between 1972 and 1974. Since she was wearing hard contact lenses that were no longer widely sold in the U.S. after this period, The seven names above are the only official victims associated with the Santa Rosa hitchhiker killer. It is suspected that there were potentially many more. For instance, Jeanette Camille went missing in April 1972 and was last seen hitchhiking on Highway 101. In December 1978, Carrie Graham and Francine Trimble had visited the Coddington Mall in Santa Rosa to purchase Christmas presents for their friends and family but vanished, and although the skeletal remains of the two girls were found in California's Jackson State Forest, they were not identified as Carrie and Francine until 2015. But the question is, who could it be? At a news conference in May 1975, the Hillsburg Tribune reported that Sheriff John Don Streep had announced a profile of the man his office believed they were looking for in connection with the murders. said he would be a loner in his early 30s, who probably had a weak father and a dominant mother whom he grew to hate. The suspect would probably be educated at high school level and may have had a history of mental instability. He was also perhaps physically fit and strong as he was thought to have thrown one of the victims down an embankment. Although an appeal was made for anyone with knowledge of a man fitting this description to call the sheriff's office, there were apparently no further leads. Interestingly, the description of a tall white man with an Afro-style haircut was not mentioned at the press conference, despite him turning up in at least two eyewitness accounts. However, the sheriff did say he could not rule out the possibility that the man sought for this series of slayings was also responsible for the Zodiac murders in San Francisco. This sparked another raft of interest in the case, with author Robert Graysmith also putting forward the same theory due to symbols linked to the occult being found at some of the dump sites. While it is true that the Zodiac had threatened to vary his M.O. in his letters to the San Francisco Chronicle taunting police, including the claim that he would bomb or shoot up a school bus 
many remained skeptical about linking him to the murders in Santa Rosa. All he killed with guns, and there were no signs of torture to the extent that the Santa Rosa victims suffered at any of his crime scenes. But it would be too much of a stretch of the imagination to think that he would switch his entire MO and victimology in the space of a few short years. Ted Bundy was next on a potential suspect list, as he was known to have traveled widely across the U.S. certain new victims, and the timeline would roughly have fit. However, he was ruled out after the DOJ published a few receipts in 92, showing he had not been in the vicinity of Santa Rosa at the time of these particular killings. Finally, and perhaps most convincingly, there was Roger Reese Kibb, also known as the I-5 Strangler. He was a rapist and serial killer operating in the Sacramento area of California who dumped his victims off highways and, in at least one case, a creek bed. He also bound his victims with duct tape and parachute cord, creating startling similarities between these killings and those in Santa Rosa. He's currently serving six consecutive life sentences for the murders he committed in the 70s and 80s. Case officially reopened in DNA success inspiring police in a year's cold murder investigation. It seems we could finally be an answer to who is responsible. Anyone with information that they might think relevant to the ongoing investigation is told to call the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office at 707-565-2650. Thank you for watching this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Let us know your thoughts on this case. Do you believe we'll ever figure out who the Santa Rosa hitchhiker killer is? Let us know in the comment section below. And as always, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe for more videos like ours. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.